Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thank you so much for listening. I have two guests for the price of one, and that price, as always, is nothing. So consider yourself doubly blessed this week. My guests today are Bradley Dobler and Berta Villalobos, and more about them in a little bit. First, I have to do some business, and by business, I mean go to our website, folks. That's TravelTalesPodcast.com, and there you can see everything there is to know about the Travel Tales Podcast, and yours truly, the host, Mike Siegel. Uh, There's articles there, there's uh, destinations that I recommend and review, there's stories written by me and some of the other guests, videos, photos, everything else you need. And more importantly, there are links to our social media. And by that, I mean, of course, Facebook. Go to our Facebook page, give us a like. Twitter, follow us. Instagram, follow us. LinkedIn, link in with us. And of course, iTunes. And if you're going to go to iTunes, why not give us a good rating, huh? That's always a nice thing. Costs you nothing. Boosts our presence. Helps people find the show. Builds our audience. And that's always a great thing. And as always, everything is free, including the subscription, which you'll want to have. If you want to write me, it is TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. All right, a little explanation about this episode. This was recorded on an airplane, which if you've ever been on an airplane, I'm assuming just about all of you have, not the most acoustically pristine place to do a recording, but yet I did it. I was on a nine-day trip to Thailand sponsored by the Thailand Authority of Tourism, or TAT, as it were. And I got the gig from our good friend Marianne Bean over at JetSetExtra.com, who was offered the trip and couldn't go, and none of her writers could go. So she said, Mike, how would you like to go to Thailand? And listen, I've never turned down a free trip to just about anywhere, especially Thailand, one of my favorite places in the world to visit. If anything, just for the food. And boy, I ate like a pig. The focus of the trip, aside from just promoting tourism in Thailand, was to promote a big Muay Thai boxing ceremony that was happening. And uh, I know a little bit about Muay Thai boxing. I had been to Thailand a couple times before, and when I was in Koh Samui, I went to some matches. And if you don't know what Muay Thai boxing is, it was uh, it's just kickboxing, really. I mean, there's a, there's a science to it. It's a traditional... Uh, sport in Thailand. It's a very big deal there. And so we were going there to do some training at this uh, brand new uh, kickboxing school. We were going to do a session of sword fighting, traditional Thai sword fighting, and take lessons doing that. And I don't know, maybe that stuff was the reason that uh, Marianne and her female staff did not want to go as well. (laughs) Um, But uh, either way, I was in on it. I was in. And so... uh, I get to the airport, I get to LAX, and it's just a representative of the uh, Thai Tourism Board and a journalist from Mexico City, uh, Berta Villalobos. And uh, this young man, who looked about 16, turns out he's about 25, who is a uh, a, a Muay Thai boxer from uh, the LA area. And it was just really the three of us and the tourism guy, and we flew to Thailand. So it was us in a van basically the whole week being shuttled around from airport to tourist site. In, it was a few days in Bangkok. And then we went up to Kanchanaburi province, which is where the bridge on the River Kwai is, 
the famous Bridge on the River Kwai, up in Kinchanaburi was where the kickboxing school was, and also nearby where the sword fighting school was. Let me just say right off the bat that I did not fight anybody. I did not get in a ring. I did not uh, all of a sudden become a professional Muay Thai kickboxer. That did not happen. Bradley gave me some pointers. We watched uh, some other people uh, you know, work out in the ring. And it was basically just a way to promote this school. And uh, it was fun. And the, the sword fighting thing was fun. And the entire week culminated at the big Y crew ceremony in this uh, Muay Thai festival where we uh, participated in this ceremony where students from around the world go to pay tribute to the sport and their teachers and the history of the entire uh, sport of Muay Thai boxing. So it was, it was kind of an honor to do the whole thing. And I wrote a story about it. I actually wrote two stories about my trip that will be appearing on the JetSetExtra.com website. So check that out. I will have links on it at TravelTalesPodcast.com. And concerning this particular podcast, it was recorded on an airplane. We were very busy during the week, being shuttled from one end of the country to another, and I didn't really have time to sit down in a quiet place to record with Bradley or Bertha. So I found myself on the airplane home, still needing the interviews, so I busted out my little handheld recorder and sat next to him somewhere over the Pacific. Now, uh, this, of course, is not the pristine audio quality you're used to, like you're hearing me right now in the home studio. No, this is uh, as good as it's going to get with a handheld recorder on an airplane. I did the best I could, and Bradley and Bertha were so nice, and I'm really lucky that I ended up with them in a van all week and not some people I didn't get along with because uh, they were both really sweet, and I made new friends and had a free trip to Thailand. So it all worked out, and this is our recordings on the flight somewhere over the Pacific. Enjoy my conversation with Bradley Dobler and then Berta Villalobos. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm here in the Thai Airlines flight. We're about, uh, I don't know, about an hour? About, about hour an hour outside of uh, Los Angeles after a long 10-hour flight. Yeah. Which didn't seem as long no. as it did coming out. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I'm here with Con- uh, Conrad. I almost called you Conrad Dobler. <laughs> hey, the famous awesome. L.A. Raider. Football, yeah. Oakland Raider, I guess it would be. <laughs> That would be, that was cool. way before your time. Yeah. That was like your dad's time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bradley Dobler. He's Bradley a um, Muay Thai, I guess would be, would, do you call yourself a fighter or a trainer? What would you do? Um, more of a just martial artist in general. Um, I've been doing Muay Thai since I was about six years old. Um, I trained under Ajahn Chai Sirisu. Um, yeah. Who was that? Ajahn Chai Sirisu. Who was that? Um, Ajahn Chai actually was uh, one of the first to bring Muay Thai to the United States back in 1968. Okay. But your dad is uh, runs but, a school as well. Yes, yes. My dad uh, is the one who actually met him in the first place. And he's the one that, uh, the, that runs a school that we own in, uh, in the U.S., um, which, which is pretty big. It's a pretty big school right now. <laughs> so this has been in your blood since you were born? Pretty much, yeah. Thai culture, Thai people, Muay Thai. It's all been in, in my uh, life, you know? Right. So we, we just spent a, a, like a week in Thailand, and we took tours all around. And we were here as part of a 
I guess, a cultural exchange or something, but it was a Muay Thai-based trip. Correct. I don't know why I was here. It made more <laughs> sense why you were here. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I, didn't, I don't do Muay Thai boxing, but you do. Yes. And we got to uh, train a couple of days. But um, So the, uh, the itinerary went, so people should know. We, we ended up a few days in Bangkok uh, seeing the sights and doing all that stuff. And then we went up to, was it Chan- Chanamburi? Chanamburi. Yeah, Kanchanaburi, yeah. Kanchanaburi. I always get it wrong. And uh, there was a Muay Thai boxing school up there. Did you know of this school before you came out? I did not, actually. Um, when Once we got out there, uh, I wasn't entirely sure uh, where we were going to train. Um, but I, I guess it's apparently a new gym called uh, something Glanbut. But uh, it's it's pretty pretty nice gym. It's brand new. Uh, I guess they just opened. Um, it seems like it's most, mostly for like foreigners um, from out of out of country to come and just train with Thai people. So yeah, it seemed to be run by the police or something. Yeah, that's what it seemed it like. Seem like. Yeah, it seemed very uh, formal and yeah, it was kind of interesting. <laughs> so we were there for so we were in Thailand for about three or four days before we finally got to train, and that's of course the exact day you got sick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the exact same day I got sick. Woke up in the morning with a with a high fever and just did not not feel good. But you did get some training in the first day. Oh, I have yeah. great video. I've got great you you uh, GoPro video yes. of you uh, training. Cool. And uh, so when you got there, did you learn anything you didn't know before, or what surprised you? What was different about the way they teach here as opposed to like back home? Um, to be honest, uh, there wasn't very much uh, instruction. It was more. It was more just uh, for foreigners to just go there. I mean, there was people there that uh, didn't actually even do Muay Thai. You know, um, like me. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you were up there too. You know, so um, it, it was really just uh, just to have fun. In all honesty, it was just a it was just a cool little training experience. Uh, it was fun hitting the pads and hitting the heavy bags and stuff like that. So it, w- it was really nice. It was good. But there was me, you, and Berta in our group. So there was only three of us. Yeah. And then there was this other bus, all of Europeans, of journalists, and real fighters. Some of these guys were, like, champions. Yeah, professional fighters as well. So it, it was a cool combination. It was kind of cool to see, like, you know, the professional fighters and people that have had experience teaching people that don't even know what Muay Thai is, you know, so that was very cool. I didn't really know what to expect before I got here, but I thought, like, you'd be fighting. Yeah. Did you think that, too? I kind of thought that, too. I I didn't know really what to expect from this trip, (laughs) to be perfectly (laughs) honest, but seemed more like a vacation than anything, so luckily. (laughs) Well, you had, uh, you you at least got to train the one day, and the second day they went back and you were uh, in no shape to go. Yeah, I was KO'd. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But we did some some sword fight training as well. Yes. And had you done any of that before? I have done a little bit of um, Kribikabong, which is the Thai traditional sword fighting. I have trained a little bit in it, not not too much. So it was it was really cool to go to um, the Budai Sawan Institute for Thai sword fighting and and learn some of the the basic techniques and stuff like that. So it was really good. I can't wait to go back and and show everyone what I've learned. You know. Well, it seemed to me on the outside watching you uh, like in in the fighting ring and also sword fighting that these instructors they could tell I'd never did anything. But they could tell that you had done something and you had training and stuff. Did yeah. uh, any of them say anything to you that, you know, maybe you should uh, come study or anything? Uh, yeah, it was actually, it was pretty cool. Uh, actually, the, the headmaster there, he pulled me aside after the class that we had. 
and he actually accepted me as a student, I guess. You know, I, wow. I didn't even ask. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, he was just like, yeah, next time you're here, just come here and, and we'll teach you, you know. So I thought that was really cool. So you live outside of uh, L.A., where, Fontana? Yeah, uh, Fontana, Rancho, Cucamonga area, okay. yeah. And you're a young guy, you're 25 years old, you yep. look about uh, 16. Yeah, <laughs> I get that all the time, got that baby face, you know. Right, and so you not only do you, you study Thai boxing, but you work in a sushi place. Yes, yes okay. I do. So you're into Asian culture, yes. let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about, uh, you think, well, Thai and Asian culture in general that, that appeals to you? You know, to be perfectly honest, like... I mean, it really does appeal to me, but I pretty much was born into it. You know, my, my dad had also been training in Muay Thai since he was about, like, six years old as well. So I uh, actually, my dad actually started uh, his gym in our garage, and it was only me and two of my friends, and, and we were just little kids, you know? And uh, so I've always just been in the, the kind of, like, Asian culture and, and martial arts and you didn't pay a lot Lifestyle. back in those days. So no, you had to, no. It you had was, to get by with something else. Exactly. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is your house like uh, like artifacts and stuff and statues and things from all, oh, all over Asia? Oh, yes. I have plenty of antiques and different things like that from Thailand. And I got stuff from Japan, too. I, you know, it's, I don't know. It's always been uh, very interesting to me. Well, it seems like some of these guys, especially the, the fighters from Europe, they had heard of your dad. Yeah. And so... And, um, so how did that make you feel? Were you surprised? Or, uh, how, how big of a deal was your dad out there? Um, he was a pretty big deal, uh, but it didn't really surprise me that much. He knows a lot of people, so <laughs> didn't didn't really surprise me. But it was pretty cool to, to you know hear people say, "Oh yeah, I know your yeah. dad," you know. So that was pretty cool. So this was your first, your second time in Thailand. Uh, yes, second time in Thailand. The last time I went out was 2006. It is now 2014. So you were really young then. Yeah. So when you first got off the plane, yeah, what uh, what surprised you about it? Was something different than you imagined it to be, or was it pretty much how you imagined it to be? Uh, you mean when I had first you come, first got here? Was there any I, kind of like culture oh. shock or surprise? Um, you know, it, it's pretty crazy because it, there was a really big culture shock, but at the same time, I've I've been brought up like in the culture, you know, so I I was very familiarized with a lot of uh, just the way like you know, Thai people live and like the respect and, and, uh, and different things like that. The food, of course, you know, so it was very familiar to me, but it was also a big culture shock to see like just Thailand in general, you know, it's nothing like the United States. I mean, there's certain, certain parts that are kind of similar. I mean, like Bangkok is, it almost looks like Los Angeles in, in a lot of ways, you know, and, uh, Bangkok actually means city of angels. So I thought that was pretty oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. so you had a little bit of a... You knew the language a little bit, it seemed. Um, yeah, a little, little bit. But, I, I mean, enough to get by, you know. So, but I think you said the first time you were here, you didn't have time to really see anything, right? It was just to the gym all the time? Yeah, the first time I was here, it was mainly just training, like, nonstop every day, you know. Um, my dad had fought in the uh, King's Cup. Um, that was 2006. And, uh, yeah, every day we would just... That's all we would do would, you know, wake up in the morning, go for a three-mile run, come back, train in the camp, you know. Um, so, but it was pretty cool. This time this time around, it was kind of cool because I got to actually go up to the temples and, like, <laughs> see the inside yeah. of them, you know, instead of from a distance. So I thought that was pretty cool. 
What did you think of uh, this, that stuff, like the temples and things? We went to the Grand Palace, we went to the, the Dawn, Temple of Dawn, and then we went to all these little cultural things. And, uh, like, how did that, how was your experience with that, as opposed to what you maybe thought it would be? Oh, it was awesome. Um, the temples are just so beautiful, you know, like, I'm, 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 a, I'm a really big, like, artist, and I, I really like uh, architecture and things like that. So it's really interesting to me to see like how the Thai people construct these temples it's 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 beautiful you know and it's and it's also uh very very interesting vibes that you get from these temples you know like these are very very old temples so <laughs> it's it's pretty cool to be there you know and then we went from there to the mall yeah and then we went from <laughs> there to like MPK mall like you know trying to bargain with with some Asian uh, countries do love their malls yes they do yes they do <laughs> so when's your next trip back you think I don't know. Hopefully soon. I would love to go back soon. I mean, if I could, I would go back in like the next couple weeks, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty homesick right now, to be honest. I can't wait to be home. <laughs> and, and you and I both love Thai food, but I think oh, at the yes. end of this one, we're almost Thai fooded out. Oh, yeah. Definitely wanting a cheeseburger <laughs> right about now. Did uh, So are you, you have plans to like maybe go back and, and teach yourself? Uh, yes. I mean, I would love to. Um, if I got the opportunity to, I would definitely take it, you know? Well, don't you want to fight, though? I um, mean, you, you, I don't know. I took, a, like, some boxing lessons mm-hmm. just for the exercise. Yeah. But after, like, two or three boxing lessons, you're like, all right, I want to try this out. And I know for me, all it took, like, one hit, and I'd be like, no, I'm done. Right, right. Well, you know, I, you one know. hit to the face, and I'm out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you've been studying this for so long. Don't you want to get in there and scrap it up? You know, I have fought one time. Um... It wasn't really my thing. You know, I won. It was a good fight and everything. You know, I, I, the guy that I fought, you know, he was like 20 pounds heavier than me. It was kind of an uneven uh, bout, I must say. But <laughs> but I did good, you know. I It was no knockout or anything. It was by decision. But, but uh, you know, I won the fight. I, it just wasn't really my thing, you know. Uh, the I don't know. For me, I just love, like, the art of Muay Thai. I love, like, like Muay Boran, which is, like, the ancient style of of Muay Thai, which comes from Krabikabong. Um, so it all comes from the battlefields of ancient um, Siam. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's a good way to stay in shape. Exactly. Yeah, the exercise part of it as well. You know, even at my dad's gym, we have over like 500 students, and a good 90% of them do not even fight, which is crazy because in Thailand, if you uh, do Muay Thai, you're a fighter, man. Like, that's basically all there is to it you know there's not really a muay thai gym out there that's for like exercise or like anything like that you know so so your dad doesn't really like press people to fight no no not at all not at all so um it's cool you know there's people that just do it for exercise there's just people that just want to learn it you know for fun so it's cool man so what's the uh website if people want to go try to learn and they live maybe in the la area is, oh, is yeah. there a place they can go? What, yeah. What's your gym? Uh, that's going to be www.gokickit.com. Go kick it? Gokickit.com. <laughs> or you could just look up Double Dose Muay Thai. Double on, Dose? On Google. Yeah, look it up on Google, YouTube. It's all on there. We got an Instagram, too, I'm pretty sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, man, it was great meeting you over this past week. Yes, it was nice meeting you, too, sir. And hopefully we'll uh, we'll take another trip. Yes. And uh, every time, anytime you want to come out to the big city of L.A., you know, oh, yeah. you can get in the car. All right, man, let's do we'll it. We'll go get some Thai food. All right. <laughs> Sounds good to or me. Or a burger if you, if you want. You know, you know. All right, thanks. <laughs> All right. It's Bradley Dobler, everybody.
<laughs> Check him out at gokickit.com. All right, guys. Sadiq up. Is that thank you? That is hello and goodbye. Okay. Sadiq. Sadiq up. Sadiq up. I screwed it up. I'm here on the flight. I'm Thai Airlines. Coming back from Bangkok with my fellow travel writer, Berta Villalobos. And there's more to that, right? Berta Villalobos. Pietra Santa. Ah, I can't. I can't. That's too much. Yeah. Berta. You get Berta for me. That's what you get. Yeah. It's like, for, for a traveler, it's very complicated to have that long name, you know. So all, how do you have four names in your passport? Yeah, not enough space to fill it in in <laughs> all the forms. You know, it's complicated. But well, this is me, Berta Villalobos Pietra Santa. Hello, everybody. How long have you been a travel writer? Um, I've been in tourism like ten years ago. First, I was working in the Ministry of Tourism in Mexico, and there I have the responsibility of the press and uh, for the press writers. And so I decided to become one of those. Of course, I was a reporter before that. Okay. Uh, but not nothing to be nothing of tourism. It was more like politics and beautiful stuff. Oh beautiful, yeah, fun stuff. Fun stuff from Mexico. And after that, I, that's how I became like a tourism traveler and a writer, and I love it. And you're still writing for a newspaper. Yeah. Remember, print journal newspapers, kids, are these things that they were printed on paper, <laughs> and they yeah. delivered them to your door. Yeah. Were you worried? Now, do most of the press that you work with, or when you used to do the PR, mm-hmm. uh, were they online or nowadays? Well, actually, most of them were. Uh, I had, I think that half and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the papers has their own web pages. Yeah. So. They say that they have bald, you know, but not. That's not the same way if you're of just having like a real one, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I'm, I'm writing right now for a paper called Excelsior. It has uh, every Sunday. It's six it's section. How do you oh say? yeah, yeah. Like features section, a travel section. Section, yeah. It's called Bomboyage, and I am also editing a, a new section in a periodic, a newspaper called El Financiero. El Financiero? Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? El Financiero. Financiero. <laughs> We're um, helping each other here. Thank you. And uh, I'm also uh, editing another one who's called Periódico Viaje. I will never be able to pronounce that. Periódico Viaje. It's, well, Periódico. Periódico. That's periódico. newspaper. Uh-huh. Viaje uh-huh. means travel. Oh, travel. Viaje. Uh-huh. V-I-A-J-E. Uh-huh. How do you like that, folks? Two years college Spanish. Right there. So, well, in Periódico Viaje, it's different. We don't talk just about destinations. We talk about the industry, you know? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. hotels, travel agencies, what's going on in, the, in Mexico. Oh, okay. Because Mexico, as you know, is a very important travel destination, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she got her plug in there yeah. for the... Uh, okay, now, let's talk about it then. Mexico, they had a lot of uh, bad publicity the last couple of years because of the drug cartels and stuff. How safe is Mexico? Well, I think that the perception is one of the most important things in a destination. We can lie about it. The problem is that governors try to hide the problem, you know? Right. And I think that the most important thing is to really inform what's going on and where is it going on. 
so that you don't think that we were talking about that all Mexico has a problem. Because, uh, for example, I don't know, I see a lot of Americans in Cancun, Riviera Maya having a great time, and Puerto Vallarta, and all those touristic destinations are really safe destinations. Of course, if you're going, I don't want to say any name in specific, but... Tijuana. <laughs> well, no, eh? Tijuana... Uh, I thought all the borders were kind of tough. Borders and, uh, well... Well, what about Acapulco? Well, it's not... Ac Acapulco has a difficult situation right now, as Michoacán, for example. Oh, okay. And, but, well, I, I'm sure that one of these days... <laughs> It'll be better? It'll be better, yes. <laughs> yes, because it doesn't focus just in one place. For example, as you know, this drug situation and drug cartels move all around. And, uh, well, I hope that it's like... Uh, so so the more drugs people buy and the more money they make, the more powerful these cartels become. Yes. So what we should really be doing is stop buying drugs. I'm not sure if that's uh, the solution. I don't, no, I don't think so. So I should keep buying drugs? No, no, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> of course not. Well, the other thing everybody worries about... No, I think that the, the, the solution is if you're a traveler, you just have to inform before you travel the destination to really know where you're going, what's, uh, what's the things that you have to over, <laughs> and that would be better. Okay, there, tell us where I should go. Because there are many other places than Cancun and Riviera Maya, eh? Yeah, I've been to there. For example, if you want a cultural experience, Oaxaca is beautiful. Yeah? Beautiful. It's one Oaxaca? Of my, yeah, it's one of my favorite destinations. Because you have, well, the city is beautiful and it has the most beautiful beaches. You can rent a car. Oh, yeah? And go through. They are lonely. They are beautiful. How, uh, how far away do I, I probably have to fly through Mexico City to go to Oaxaca? It's very near. It's just like 45 minutes. It's on the Pacific side, right? Yeah. Okay. I know and it for the moles. And by car, yeah, it's also a the good mole, food. Yeah. El mole, mole, mole huasqueño, tlayuda. It's so bonito. It sounds uh, like a good word, tlayuda. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of my favorite, and I recommend it. I love. I also like to recommend Riviera Nayarit. Where's that? Nayarit. It's also in the Pacific. Because you like the beaches, you're right? Yeah, I love the beaches, and I'm a scuba diver. And, oh, yeah. I, I was also recommending you Banco El Chinchorro. If you went to Chetumal. No, where is that? Yes. In Quintana Chetumal, Roo. those are the ruins? Aha, uh -huh. Quintana Roo is where is Cancun and Riviera Maya. Yeah, Quintana Roo. Uh -huh. yeah. But there is another airport in Chetumal. And here, there in Chetumal, there are beautiful places. For example, is Laguna Bacalar. And uh, for you that like that kind of sports and professional sports is Banco El Chinchorro. Google it, please, okay. guys. It's a, Can you a spell it? Banco, B-A-N-C-O. Uh -huh, like a bank, yeah. Banco. Chinchorro is like a little bit more complicated. Chinchorro, C-H-I-N-C-H-O. Double R. Double R. Oh, Chinchorro. Chinchorro. Ooh, that yes. sounds good. Banco Chinchorro. Uh, it's easier if you get in costamaya.com. There is a lot of information about Chinchorro, Laguna Bacalar, and all the beaches that are over there. Okay. What about Mexico City? Is it a good place for a tourist? Yes, it's a great place. Well, 
it depends on what you want to do, of course. Well, you know I like to eat. Do you eat? I, yes. <laughs> yes, you're, you're a good one. I'm a good eater. <laughs> you're a good eater. You have everything, any kinds. For example, it would be nice if you go on to Coyoacán, mm-hmm. this place in Mexico City. To the I have market. a friend who lives in Coyoacán. Yeah, but to the market. To, to the eat, market. yes. You won't get sick, I promise. Okay. It's like a very safe place. It's beautiful. You can eat everything there that's going to offer all the restaurants around, but like very much expensive. And it's a good place to know the Mexican food. But also you have, you know, like Michelin stars, restaurants, and a lot of offering. I was always intimidated by the size of Mexico City because it's not intimidated but I mean it seems kind of like wow it's like 20 million people is it how easy is, is it to get around is there a, a train system is there like a subway yeah sure the subway is is the best way to move in Mexico City as a tourist mm-hmm. and it's also safe of course you are not going to get in the metro at in a bad neighborhood yeah 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 the thing is that you should uh, go to the metro for example to get to the Coyoacán, Polanco, eh, La Colonia Roma, Centro Histórico, all those places are beautiful. Now, does the train go to the airport? To the airport, oh. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, so it's not that complicated. It's complicated by car because of the traffic. Yeah, I can imagine. Because of the traffic, but, well, because of the traffic from Monday to Friday at 9 o'clock or 7 o'clock, forget it. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a good... Yeah. Well, I live in L.A. I'm kind of used to traffic. And Mexicans. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you got to go on visa. There is a lot of things that you can I got to get my Spanish better. And my English, too. No, no, no. Maybe Your English is much better than my Spanish. Maybe we can practice. No, but yes, it's like a good destination. And about Thailand, I think we have a great time, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But when we were talking about uh, uh, crime... You know, we we came to Thailand, but there was all this political yeah. protests and everything like that. But like you were saying about Mexico, there's certain neighborhoods you just don't go to, and the rest of the country's fine. But everybody wants to paint the whole country when they see one thing on the news in Bangkok. So we just uh, we saw some sandbags and some you know barbed wire around, but we didn't see any trouble or anything like that. And the rest of the country was fine. So. But it's like the perception and the, what the, you're listening to the others, and that's it. And about protests, it's the same in Mexico. Sometimes you can find them. Sometimes you can find people naked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's common in the big metropolis. I mean, it's like right, right, right. all the time. The problem is when they try to affect the tourists, for, for example. And that's what happened like three, four months ago in Mexico City when the teachers wanted, you know... Another kind of employees or uh, salaries. Oh, they went on strike. Yeah. Yes. So they were block, trying to block the airport, for example, and the same thing happened in Thailand. So that's why I was like, oh, okay, it's just like three, two, four months, maybe they will camp over there. They will make a lot of noise. Right. But uh, well, of course, we have to be alert about it. Yeah. So while we were in Thailand, we did some. Uh, Thai boxing and sword fighting training. Do you feel like uh, you can be a professional fighter now? I feel like I can be a best reporter. (laughs) 
Yes, because now, it's, as a reporter, you can't do anything you're involved in because it's impossible. Right, right, right. Um, I'm not like a boxing person, <laughs> but I do learn a lot about it. What surprised you about Thailand that maybe you didn't expect? How was it different than what maybe you thought it was? Or was it the same as what you thought it was? The respect they have for the people, for their traditions, for the monarchy, everything is like, so the way it has to be, I mean, it's, and they're wonderful people, and the food is wonderful, I mean, when you have wonderful people, there are a lot of things working around, I mean, because they believe in what they're doing, so if you believe in what you're doing, everything's going to be fine, and they believe in tourism, yes, they do, and many countries don't believe in tourism, that's why they don't grew. Is there a, a country that you would never, you don't want to go back to, if that you've been to? A country? Um, would you go back to China? Yes, yes, you I would. You didn't like it. I've never been. I've only been to Hong Kong and Taiwan, so I've never been to mainland China. Well, you know, when I was in China, it was like for a month. A month? Yes. What were you doing? Because I was studying like uh, this seminar about tourism products and oh, how okay. to develop them. And there was uh, the time of the Olympic Games. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so it was a, a good chance to know. Because before, as I, as I told you, I work in the Ministry of Tourism in Mexico also. So I was, I had the chance to travel also around different countries. Okay. More like in academic stuff. Did you stay in Beijing? In Beijing and in Xiamen. Okay. Now, I've never been to China, so... I've only been to India, where there's a billion people. So I got to imagine China is kind of like that in a way. It's just so many people that I mean, was the but India had the worst poverty I've ever seen. I don't know. Was China kind of like that as well? Uh, well, yes, poverty. But I don't think the same as in India. Well, I I've never been in India, but I think it's different. And China, it's too polluted. It's, Oh, really? Yeah, I heard the air is very bad. The air is terrible. The people is always like in a rush in Beijing. Because, of course, if you go to Xiamen and on the south part, that's the region called Fujian, they are like so peaceful and, you know, tea makers and t t totally different. But, yeah, the city is crazy. How many? But also, you can travel very safe by met by in the subway and move like in all the rings, you know, the first, second, third ring. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a, the, the Forbidden City or the Old City, or, uh -huh. and then it goes out. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not complicated for a tourist. So is, how far away is the Great Wall? Um, From Beijing, it was like an hour, more or less. Okay. Then you went? Yeah, it was... You have to go. Yeah, I have to, of course. Yeah, and it was very fun. I have a great time. And I have a great time because we also have a, like, a great team of uh, the guys we were studying together so it was a very good experience also so you also from all uh-huh oh, also from all around the world but more people from pacific south pacific ocean oh yeah yeah samoa yeah samoans yeah, there yeah yeah wow. those, those they must have been of, the biggest yeah, people in china those countries like you know no you can't even imagine like tonga tonga what were they doing 
they're, they're, and they're the same thing you are? Just a, yeah, like the a same thing, the same education thing. Kind of education, but they have to, of course, share their experiences and, and so. Yeah. So did you get... It's like, oh, I know what, the, what they do in Tonga and in Cook Islands and, you know, yeah, all, those, yeah. all those parts. It was interesting. Did, did, you, uh, did you get sick in, in China? No, thanks God. Really? No, no. Most people? Like no. the visitors? No. Uh, I we, heard a lot of people get like food poisoning. I try not to eat like in the markets and right, right. those places and not like strange things, you know. How was the food? Awful. <laughs> awful. Sorry, but it was awful. I mean, uh, sometimes uh, whenever I was thinner in my life for the first time was when I was in China. <laughs> I didn't eat anything. I was like... Oh, come on, you know, like a soup. It was like water and inside of it just like big fish. A complete big fish. Right. Big fish. A whole fish. A whole fish, yeah. Head and everything. No, that's it. That so, it. Yeah. Uh, Did they uh, cook the fish? Hope so. And I didn't try to figure it out. Oh, well. That was my experience, but okay. I can say that the food is... is bad. I mean, the, the, the food that we eat in Mexico and U.S., from China is have you, have you spent much time in the US? Uh, yes I've been not as as much as I would like to really because I love United States oh that's nice to hear <laughs> somebody loves us <laughs> yes somebody somebody <laughs> here what, what parts have you been to? in New York like four or five times because I love New York oh yeah I've been in Las Vegas more touristic places Miami, mm-hmm. um, which else? I will Seattle, to... Washington, you know, because I have family there. Okay. You haven't been to California much? No. Aww, no. Come on. No, no. I have to in San Diego once, but not in LA less, as a tourist, like just in transit. And... Right. Well, you come to visit, then uh, I can be your tour guide. And you have to do the same in Mexico, in Mexico City, City when I go there. <laughs> yeah. So, what is the next next trip for you? Well, I have uh, uh, May. I'm going to Vancouver, and after that, I think I'm going to Riviera Maya in Mexico. Okay, Vancouver, and then the Riviera Maya. Yes, that but, sounds well. It's in Vancouver, you know, because in Canada, Canada, they ask for visa to Mexican guys, and I think that's not working because Mexicans used to go very frequently to Canada. Oh, really? Yes. So they want to. They're trying to, to stop. Out and you know, yeah. they're trying to promote more Mexican tourism yeah. in Canada. Yeah, because the, the Mexicans we spend a lot of money in the destinations, you know. So it's mm-hmm. like uh, they like us and they don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Because there is, as you know, Mexico has the most richest people and the poorest people in in the world. Oh, like oh yeah, gap between rich and poor. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is a lot of people who spend a lot of money in the United States and Canada, you know. And with all these forbidden things like visas and you just say, like, Anna, I'll better go somewhere else. So what, what is the visa situation when you want to go to the U.S.? Well, it's the same, but it's, like, too necessary. <laughs> yeah, it's not like in Canada. I mean, in the United States, we are neighbors. You have a lot, many other destinations it's near and so it's like more necessary than have a visa from Canada you know yeah 
So is that difficult for you? To so many people who hasn't visa from United States went to Canada or used to go to uh, Canada. Yeah, and now, no Canada, no United States. Uh, they made it more difficult? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're going to Riviera Maya, which sounds lovely. Because mm -hmm. this, this is for work. For work. Okay. Yeah. And what will you be doing? Staying in a fancy hotel? Yeah, probably. Oh, that's all right. That's not a, that's a, not a bad gig. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of fancy hotels over there. There's <laughs> Majakova is one of those. It's beautiful. And, um, well, there are, like, all these big resorts, you know, as Banjan Trees or Viceroy. Viceroy, Rivera Maya. Oh, yeah? It's I stayed great. at the Mandarin Oriental there once. Yes, it's also a beautiful one. That was beautiful. And in the Viceroy, they invite me because they do, like, these Maya ceremonies and ch with chamanes and stuff and it's it's a pet friendly destination also pet friendly yeah they also have this uh, blessing no I don't have a pet but I'm gonna see what's going on okay. because they many people do take their their pets for a blessing from the Mayas oh, it's okay. crazy it's like they get their pets blessed by the Mayans yes 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 we're okay we're bad <laughs> <laughs> Well, finally, what, what does um, travel mean to you, and how do you think traveling to other places changed you as a person and how you look at the world and well, things like that? It's a big question. It's knowledge. I mean, I, can, I couldn't imagine myself doing something else because travel is what gives you what doesn't give you many times books or a conversation or something else. It's what... It's the real life. <laughs> I don't know how to explain what's, what I feel about traveling. Okay. Although it's like very tired sometimes. Yeah, now. like now? Like now. And when it's for work, of course, it's more tired. Yeah, yeah. So where can people find you online and if they want to see your, your work? Um, they can find me in El Financiero. It's El Financiero, as it sounds, dot com or... In Bon Voyage Excelsior. Bon Voyage, bon voyage Excelsior. Uh -huh. like bon Voyage, like it okay. sounds. And I also have a uh, collaborate with in this program of radio that's called Imágenes del Turismo. It's in um, 90.5 from FM in oh. Mexico. Oh, you're on the radio? Mm -hmm. oh. But in Spanish, it sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> How does it sound in Spanish? <laughs> Bueno, los invitamos a que nos escuchen en Imágenes del Turismo el próximo sábado de 9 a 11 de la mañana. Sounds great. It's on Saturday mornings? Yes. Ah, see, I got that. <laughs> yes. I heard sábado and Sábado. mañana. Sábado. Sábado. Saturday and, and Tuesday and on the... Tuesdays, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So I'll, watch the, I'll listen to that before I watch Sábado Gigante. Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Ah, Don Francisco. Entonces. Don Francisco. Well, Bertha, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. It was a pleasure getting to know you the last week. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay. Adios, everyone. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista.